So uh, the next food bank is February 12th and 13th. So please uh, you know, be ready to, to volunteer for Friday and Saturday for that. Um, Bible studies have resumed. So seeing Miss Rhonda, um, Vernon isn't here this morning, but um, they will be here at the church on, on Tuesday evening. So um, please come for that. Um, the, the upcoming events. So February 17th um, is Ash Wednesday. It'll be the, the start of Lent. And uh, then Easter is, uh, is April 4th, so keep those on your calendar. And then uh, keep uh, April 23rd, which is Secret Church, um, on, on your list and your radar as well. 
And uh, again, I, I wanted to remind everyone that if you have any prayer requests, if there's anything going on that you would like us to know about, to pray with you about, please um, write it on a piece of paper, put it in one of those envelopes, put it in the, the giving box at the back, and we will get those out to the, to the prayer team, and we will certainly pray. Um, let's see, is that, is that all? You know, I think there's somebody whose birthday is tomorrow. Is that, is that right? Is it, I think Wendy's like 21. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say happy birthday to Wendy this morning? Yes. Happy birthday to Let's pray and get this thing kicked off. Father God, we come before you this morning. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the warmth. Father, we do pray for more moisture. We know that um, we live in the desert, and we know that the snow and the rain are a blessing on us, and we do seek more of that, Father, that we know that the crops are, are going to need to be watered, and we need that, that snow up on the mountains. So we are asking for that, Father. We lift up this time to you. We've gathered together in your name. That the kiddo's going to come up here and, and speak about you. Father, we just ask that you come close, that you draw near, that you open our hearts and our minds, and that uh, we can draw a little closer to you this morning. We ask all of that in the loving name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who beckoned every child to come to him and said that with only faith like a child, that, that we'd be welcomed into heaven. So that's what we're seeking this morning, Father. We are seeking to have faith like a child. Amen. All right. So I wanted to do kind of a, an intro, you know, welcome to the, the Bible Trivia Show. And here's your host, Gabriel. Ark of the Covenant trivia. So, the first question is, 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 what was the Ark made of? A, gopher skins, B, sycamore wood and silver, C, acacia wood and gold, or D, a titanium alloy? C. D, titanium alloy. And, the answer is is acacia wood and gold. Exodus twenty five ten through eleven. And the next question is, what was on the lid of the ark? A two cherubim. B two angels. C two turtle doves. And D in a pear tree. And the answer is D. A. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, A. Two cherubim. Exodus twenty-five eighteen. And the next question is: uh, Was the ark a palanquin? Yes or no? Dave, what's a, what's a palanquin? It's like a box that you put on a larger animal, like a elephant or a camel that would carry like someone around. And Egyptian palanquins were normally lined with gold. 
And it was not a palanquin. Exodus 25, 21. And the next question is, what was the ark used for? A, worship. B, war. C, divine revelation. Or D, all of the above. And it was used for all uh, worship, war, and divine revelation. 2 Samuel 6.15, 1 Samuel 4.3, and Exodus 25.22. You know, I was just going to mention on the, uh, the war thing, it worked out pretty good when they uh, marched around uh, Jericho, but maybe not so good when they took it to battle against the Philistines, and uh, we'll touch on that momentarily. And the next question is, how are the Israelites supposed to move the ark? A, ox and cart, or B, Levites using poles and rings, C, with pe- uh, people wearing <laughs> Levi's, or D, every C, super D. <laughs> and the answer is B, Levi's using poles and rings, First Chronicles 15.15. And did the ark contain God, yes or no? And the answer is, no, it did not contain God. Jeremiah 23, 24. And what does that say again? It's, it's, the ark does not contain God because God is everywhere in the world. Everywhere. Yep. And the next question is, uh, what, what was in the ark? A, tablets of the covenant. B, Aaron's rod. C, manna. Or D, all of the above. And the answer is all of the above. The Old Testament is Second Chronicles 5.10, New Testament, Hebrews uh, 9.4. Uh, if we understood this right, the Old Testament talks about the tablets being in there. But the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews says that it was the uh, manna, Aaron's rod, and the tablets. So. And the next question is, what happened to the Philistines when they captured the ark? A, they became Israelites. B, they turned to stone. C, they died or they got emeralds. And the answer is, uh, they got emeralds, which is uh, translated as tumors or hemorrhoids. First Samuel 5, 9. There's a little debate about that as well, but um, from what I've read, that there's a very good argument for hemorrhoids. When the Philistines returned, the um, are it didn't work out well that they had it, so they returned it with a, what kind of sacrifice? A, a guilt offering. A guilt offering that had golden emeralds, emeralds and um, golden mice. So that was quite the, the offering there. <laughs> uh, next question. What uh, Was the Ark of Doomsday Weapon as portrayed in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes or no? Yes. The answer is no. But but what about Second Samuel six six or seven, where a man named Uzzah or Azar or something like that uh, was like trying to carry move the ark with an oxen cart, which you're not supposed to do that. And he thought, and the oxen stumbled, and he was checking to see if the ark was okay, and accidentally tr- uh, touched it and dropped dead. So that big no no. <laughs> 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 
Next question. What happened to the ark? Hitler got it. Uh, it's in Ethiopia. Uh, stored in a warehouse in Area 51. Or none of the above. The answer is none of the above. We don't really know where it is, but in Revelation 11:19, John saw a vision of the ark in heaven. My name is Ken Andrews, and uh, I'm best known as husband of the woman who has a birthday tomorrow, <laughs> who accused me of telling somebody, I can't believe she would say that, also known as Papa, and this is my oldest favorite granddaughter, Paisley, Use the mic. Paisley. Paisley yes. We're going to take a little trip through the scripture together, okay? Are you ready? We're going to share different verses and kind of lead us down a path. So Genesis 1.1, what's it say? So what's that tell you about God? Can you figure that one out? Is, it, is that hard to understand? No. Huh, it is for me, but that's <laughs> what a child will lead us. Okay, Genesis 1.2. Okay, what's that tell you? Okay, so we have God and the Spirit. Well, that's two out of three, right? Okay. John 1, 1. We have her read because she's a better reader than I am. So what's that tell us? So what do we have now? Okay, and what do we call that? The Trinity. The Trinity, right? All three of them together as God. Do you understand that? (laughs) She is so much smarter than I am. (laughs) I don't, but I accept it. John 1.14. The worm... The Word became flesh, a human, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. Okay, and what does that tell us about him? Jesus came to earth and was a real human being, and God too. Okay, so he's a human. Is he part human or all human? All human and all God. Good. You get get an A for that. I didn't warn you about this one, but... Peter said that they saw God's majesty when they saw Jesus at the transfiguration. So 
he was revealed as God, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we talked about 1 John, where John said, I saw him, I touched him, and I heard him. What's that tell us? He was real, huh? Mm -hmm. Real God, real God. Okay. John 1.19. No one has ever seen God but the only begotten Son who is at the Father's side has made him known. So how do I know God? I know God through Jesus. Okay. He was God with skin on, huh? Mm -hmm. Real God. Okay. Colossians 1.15. Here's some theology now. He is the image of the invisible God. By him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. Things were created created by him and for him. Okay. So what else did we learn about him? He shows us God and he made everything. So back at the beginning, in the beginning God created and we saw the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and what happened who else was involved? His spirit and Jesus. Mm-hmm. All three were involved in the creation. Okay. John 14:6. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes through me." To the Father, except through me. So how do we come to God? The only way to come to God is through Jesus. So not by doing good stuff, mm-hmm. not being smart, mm-hmm. not being pretty, mm-hmm. through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, in our last verse. <clears throat> Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. He has passed from death to life. If It's one of my favorite verses, John 5, 24. I didn't say that ahead of time. So what do we learn from that? If we listen to him and trust in him, we will have eternal life. Good job. Good job. Were you nervous? I was nervous. <laughs> you got to look at all those eyes looking at us. <laughs> I'm not used to looking at eyes. <laughs> you know, the best way <clears throat> best way to deal with them is just imagine them in, in their... Oh, never mind. Okay? Good job. Like it's this? stereo. Oh, that way. <laughs> I need that like this. There you go. It's stereo. That's good. Is it? Is it? Is it like this? Oh, yeah. Genesis chapter 1, day 1. The beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. On day one, created light from just speaking. We all know God is powerful, but what he creates, can he destroy it as fast as he creates it? 
spell, Lumos Solum. So today I'm going to be showing you spells and comparing them to the first part of the Bible. And spell Lumos Solum. In Harry Potter, the kids use magic to create light with their wands. The light makes bad vines leave them alone. God's power is so great, his light not only covers the whole galaxy and the earth, but it also fills our hearts. Jesus is the light of the world, and the darkness cannot overcome him. Day 2. God, in, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. On day two, he takes the moisture and forms it into clouds in the sea. Then they were as beautiful as they are now. Spell, Aguamente. In Harry Potter, they spray water like a squirt gun from their wands. They can do everything from water plants to spray down bad guys. God fill, filled the water with water that we, the plants, and the animals drink. It falls from the sky in rain and snow. We also, also, He also is the living water that creates a well within us that will never run dry. Day 3. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land in the gathered the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the third day. Day 3. God God makes land from under the sea, but where did all the water go? I guess to the heavens. Herbivicus. Harry Potter can make plants grow with a charm. They use plants to cure diseases and make potions. Yes. God made the land where we walk, run, and play, where our houses and schools are. God is also the solid rock that we build our lives on. God made the plants, the trees that give us fruits and shade, the grass we play soccer on, the wheat that make Oreos, <laughs> and the hay that cows eat so we can have hamburgers and hot dogs, chicken nuggets, taquitos, and french fries. <laughs> Day four, and God said, "There, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth." And it was so. God made two great lights: the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on earth, to govern the day and night, to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there is evening and there is morning, the fourth day. On day four, he made my favorite, space. The same space we stare at and wonder about now.
Stella Cascadia. Harry Potter used magic to create a light show that looked like a shower of falling stars. The Weasley twins used magic to make fireworks that light up the sky and look like different animals, even dragon. God made the heavens and everything in them. We can look at the stars for their beauty, but we can also tell time and seasons and mark special events like Jesus' birth with the heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God and Jesus and the bright and morning star. Day 5. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and everything living and every living thing with each the water teams and that moves about in it according to their kinds. Every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water and the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. On day five, God created the wonderful, great, beautiful sky and ocean animals, all the birds, fish, and sea creatures. Harry Potter and his friends have owls that act as their helpers. They carry messages. Professional Professor Dumbledore's phoenix even helps Harry fight a basilisk. God created an underwater world full of life. Fish, lizards, snakes, frogs, octopuses, lobsters, seals, other otters, and whales. God even used a whale to rescue Jonah and get him to Nivea. God created the birds of the air that have guided us across oceans, fed us at Thanksgiving and at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Does, doves help Noah know when the water was receding and God marked Jesus with his spirit descending like a dove. Day 6. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures and according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind let us make mankind in our image and our likeliness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I will give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to call all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has the breath of life in it. Give every green plant for food and it was so. God saw all that he made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. On day six, God made all the big and small land animals with humankind on land. Harry and his friends used magic 
like to look like someone else. Make, make someone forget what who they are or what they were doing. They can even turn into animals like cats or dogs. However, inside they are still themselves no matter how much magic they use. God made us in his image. He knows each and every one of us. He knew knew us before he made creation. He knew us before we were in our mother's tummies. He loves us, says that we are good, and longs for us to be with him. Then God said his son sent his son Jesus, who was both a man and God at the same time. Jesus took away our sins. Then God sent the Holy Spirit to live inside each and every one of us. God defeated death. Harry only defeated Voldemort, Tom Riddle. God is our creator and father and wants to spend time with us each and every day. Day 7. God knew that what what he did was good and rested. So I'm going to be following off of where you guys have been doing in church just because I had no idea what else I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something. So I went into Luke chapter 18, um, 30, verses 35 through 42, and it's about Jesus giving sight to another blind man. Yes, One more, <laughs> please. Oh, yeah, no, stay there. So, um, other times that he gave sight to blind men in John 9, 1 through 12, and in Matthew 9, 27 through 31. We're going to be first comparing Matthew 9, 27 through 31 and Luke 18, 35 through 42. Is there a way to... Is this one? No. Okay, I'm just trying to... Yeah, because I'm trying to... I don't want you to lock me in that. Okay, so could everyone maybe please open their Bibles to Matthew nine twenty seven through thirty one? And it's after Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. So, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about them all over the region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out and the man who had been mute, uh, the man who had been mute spoke, the crowd was amazed and said nothing. Uh, and said, nothing like this has ever happened in, and ever been seen in Israel. Okay, now, Luke 
It's called A Blind Beggar Receives His Sight. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. So something interesting to pick up here is both of them, uh, Jesus says that your faith has healed you, let you receive your sight, which is kind of cool. And I mean, they were both beggars, which is kind of common for blind people, and everyone was amazed. Okay. Now, uh, next slide, please, Mr. Nathan. Pastor Nathan. And we're going to start in John 9, chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. So, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that he works of so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works on him who sent me. Night is coming when no, work can, no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word meant sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open? They asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam. And washed. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked. I don't know, he said. Uh, so it's kind of cool how they, he healed yet another man, and just, uh, it's kind of weird too. And I mean, it'd be cool, but kind of disgusting at the same time to have saliva mud on your eyes. I'd be like, yep, yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I can't see, but sure. I mean, uh, I hope that doesn't dry, because then I don't, yeah. Uh, so, um, and all three of them, he, uh, hold on. And the, in John chapter 9, 1 through 12, it's, um, okay, it, it's weird, because the disciples ask um, why they're, his, they sinned, and I thought it was kind of cool that Jesus said neither of his parents nor he sinned, but um, it happened because God wanted it to happen and that he was supposed to heal him that day to kind of show him faith and probably to make him kind of believe more. But um, it's cool because in all three of them, the information of miracles and everything, even when Jesus is like, 
Do not spread the word. Spreads like wildfire. It spreads everywhere. Everyone knows. And uh, everyone's like, but you were blind. This couldn't have happened because many of the people didn't really believe, which is sad. And uh, a main thing in here to pick up is the faith of people. And um, just... um, uh, It's just, it takes a lot of faith. And I mean... And Matthew and Luke, it's both saying that your faith is what healed you. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and all of them are calling out for mercy, which is uh, kind of the thing, except for in John 9. But they were calling out for mercy from Jesus. And uh, then they all also... Except for in John 9, this is the one exception that I couldn't find much of. But they all called out for Jesus to heal him. Except for in John 9, where he came up and just healed him without having the man asking. And, next slide, please. So, something I picked up from here, and my mom kind of helped me with this, is that we're blind until we see God. And once we believe in him, then we can see the entire world how he wants us to see. And we're... He kind of heals us that way, like he does to these men in the stories. Um, yeah. Sorry. You don't. That's it. I'm just coming up to close. That's it. Yeah. I know. See? Well, but I, I think the kids did such a fantastic job, didn't they? All of them? It was fantastic. And I, I tell you, I wish that when I was their age that I was as articulate and could talk about my faith as, as boldly as they do. It's, um, it's pretty awesome. So uh, let's pray. Father, we are coming out of church and we've got this week coming up. I've got to tell you, I am seeking to have faith like a child, that I could proclaim your word in the public spaces, that I could be bold and courageous like these kiddos were today. Father, we're thankful for this time together. We're thankful for your word. But we also know that there's hurt, that people are mourning right now. They've lost loved ones that, that are near. We, people are sick and, and recovering from surgeries, and they've got surgery coming up. We'd be lying if we would say that we weren't scared. We are scared, Father, but we know that by looking on you, by praying to you, that you will take our fear and turn it into courage. And that's what we're seeking. And we're, we're seeking healing, Father, physical healing. We've got loved ones in the hospital. And Father, please, if it's within your will, if you need to use doctors and nurses and medicines, please do so, Father, but please heal. Father, comfort those who are morning. Father, please help us to be your hands and feet, that we would have the provision and the courage and the wisdom to physically do the things that you are calling us to do as we go out into this week. Father, we just are seeking to be closer to you. Please draw near to us. Father, we ask all of that in the healing name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who would not have us be blind, but would have us see 
and would heal us. Amen. Right, please make a pass through the yellow room and, and get some food. Please, 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 because otherwise the pantry is overflowing by the time the, the food bank comes around. So if you would do that, and otherwise have a wonderful week.